Joining us on Mobile Rolling on this Friday morning is Ricky Alchin. He's got a couple of key runners, one in particular in that big Queensland Trotters Cup. Ricky's got the horse that many think can bring about the undoing of Pink Galaz, the mare that's really uh, made a, a big, big, uh, you know, impact here in Queensland over the past couple of weeks throughout the carnival. She's made a clean sweep. She's chasing another group one tomorrow night. But Tough Monarch, who's trained by Ricky Alchin, is out to spoil that party. And Ricky joins us now. Ricky, appreciate the time. No worries. How you going, Chris? You might be the man that's dubbed uh, that you know boo Santa Claus if you bring about the undoing of Pink Galaz tomorrow night because there's that huge following that she's been able to create since she's been here. But uh, your guy is at the peak of his powers by the look of it. That track record performance last time out was just stunning at Menangle. Yeah, look, um, Pink Galaz is a she's a little beauty and she she deserves the following she's got. Um, she's exciting to watch and Maddie, Maddie Craven's always had. Um, you know, a high, high opinion of her, and you know she she's one that's going to going to go right through the ranks and the trotting ranks here in Australia. But um, you know, my fella's been there; he's been there for a long time, and he's going really, really well. But I would have liked to redraw, but that didn't happen. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the draw in just a moment. Just on the focus uh, with Pink Galaz right now, given that she's you know unbeaten here in Queensland. Has that just taken the pressure off you just a little bit and it's put the pressure all on Maddie Craven tomorrow night going into this Group 1 mobile start feature? Oh, really? Oh, I'm not sure that there's too much pressure all round. I mean, you know, she her winning the Group 1 last week probably took the pressure off Matt more than anything because this one, if she happens to win it, it'll be a bonus as well. Um, and with my fella, you know, we, we never... We've always got high expectations of him, but there's, you know... that. There's no real pressure because we always know he does his best. So, you know, it's not just a two-horse race either. So, you know, there's more than just pink glass and tough one out there. Well, just on that, uh, are you surprised or not surprised by the depth that's here now with these Group 1 trotting features in Queensland? Um, look, I spoke to David Brick about this a while back. Um, you know, I, I sort of said... You know, if you could get the trotting feature up up higher to, you know, even a hundred grand somewhere along the line, I think you would find the quality of trotters would definitely um, be a lot, lot stronger. Um, but yeah, the, the free for all trotters here in Queensland—they're they're a good, good bunch of trotters. I mean, they they'd hold their own anywhere. Um, yeah, and uh, it's a good race. Mm. The, the days of seeing that Group One feature at a hundred thousand—it looks sooner rather than later, though, by the sound of it. Yeah, look, I, I think um, the, the team like Bricky and Scott Steele and everyone there at Albion Park and Racing Queensland, they've really um, got this covered, this carnival. And I, I think, you know, that's probably or maybe the next next um, step is to get that race up, hopefully. Mm. Now, Tough Monarch, as I said, he's two for two this campaign, track record performance last time out. You elected to give him a little trial here on Tuesday. Anthony Butt came up to take the drive as well. Did you get everything out of that trial that you were hoping for? Yeah, look, um, he he hadn't... Well, he travelled up here after his last race there at Menangle and he hadn't sort of done a lot. And, you know, I thought it was probably better to trial him at Albion Park than, you know, give him a hit out here at Redcliffe to spend a bit smaller track. And the three bends in it. Um, and, yeah, it was absolutely perfect. Um, answers. He's won three group ones on him already and... He, he just said he felt terrific and he sort of popped him out about 100 metres from the line and he said he really moved well and took him, you know, nearly the whole back straight to pull him up. So he's right on target. He's probably going as good as he's ever gone, um, but the barrier draws hurt. OK. Now, 
with the barrier draw, yes, it's it's ugly on paper, the outside of the second row, but are, are you buoyed by the fact that Pinkalaz has got to overcome a second row draw as well? Um, look, yeah, I'm not going to give Anthony any instructions and, you know, he's the right man for the job and he, he'll assess what's going to happen at the start and, and Matty Craven will obviously be watching my horse very close too to see what he's going to do, but um, I think it, the tempo of the race is going to have a lot to do with how those two horses are driven. Okay. I've got to ask about Anthony Button. You've had a great association with Ants. We all know his class. He's world class. He's got feature race victories in most parts of the of the world, right, right over the globe. But just on his current form during this carnival up here, and you watch him closely, is he driving as well now as he ever has he just seems like he is right in the zone some of his drives not only in you know the big races with copy that but some of the other drives that he's produced on on lesser horses they've been absolutely pinpoint perfect yeah definitely um you know he's a big race driver but like like you said um, not only the big races he, he's driving in in great form and you know rarely does he not so um you know he, he's the right man to have on and he, he knows the horse now, and he got a good feel of him again on Tuesday. And you know we're, we're confident he can run a really good race. Okay, well that's tough, Monarch in the Group One Trotters Cup. In the Queensland Derby, you've got two runners, three if the emergency gains a start. What's up, Sunshine? The emergency is our action man, and also Captain Crusader. Speaking of bad draws, you, you cop the absolute worst of the worst in this race with barrier draws. You would have been and entitled to be filthy. <laughs> Put it this way, I was um, watching and I was hoping it was a dream when they all come out. I got two 13s and a 7, so... Um, but you know what? Somebody's got a draw there. I would have preferred it not to be me, but like somebody said to me today, it's only a bad Barry draw after the race, so you never know. Both of these guys, uh, What's Up Sunshine and Captain Crusader, they've been great performers all the way through, but they're absolutely flying at the moment. Their, their runs... Um, of late, like What's Up Sunshine was terrific last week. Captain Cruiser, he doesn't know how to bat, run a bad race. So they're, they're going as well as ever. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, that's, yeah they, they are. They're absolutely flying. Um, Captain Crusader, he, he's just, you know, he's airborne. And the other horse, he hasn't um, been racing with a great deal of luck, but finishing off really well. And, you know, it's like... Um, any horses in these races take, you know, they're, they're obviously not the top seeded horses, but they're not too far behind them. But you need some luck in running and, and you need a few things to fall your way. And, you know, the barrier draw didn't, but hopefully um, we can get some luck in running and, and they definitely won't disappoint those two horses. Who's your fancy at this point, American Dealer or Krug? Oh, look, geez, American Dealer's been good the last two runs. Um, you know, my, my little horse, Captain Crusader, is exceptionally fast, and we've tracked him into the race twice now and haven't quite been able to get him. Um, I thought last week, you know, he showed a bit of toughness to really to really fight the challenges off, and I'm going to stick with him, actually. OK. Well, it's going to be a great night of racing. I'm sure you're going to play a big hand uh, in both the Trotters' Cup and the Derby. Uh, all three horses are absolutely flying. It's been great having you here. I'm sure you're not done as far as your targets are concerned, but uh, really appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Ricky Alchin. Uh, he's one of the good guys in harness racing, no doubt about it. Great horseman and gets his horses uh, to the track, and they're absolutely flying. And uh, 
It'll be great to see him win a big one tomorrow night. Uh, that, that Trotter's Cup, that's a ripper tomorrow night. Pink Galars and Tough Monarch. Darren Clayton is joining us on this Friday morning to go through this big card of racing. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. How are we today? I'm really well. Let's start with the Trotter's Cup whilst it's fresh in my mind. Uh, are you with Pink Galars or can Tough Monarch uh, undo all of her good work tomorrow night? No, I, I'm sticking with Pink Galars. I think she just gets a better trip uh, throughout here, and and if she does get that card into the race on the back of Pink, on the back of Tough Monarch, which I'm uh, have mapped to a, to happen, I think she just might have a little bit too much zip in those little legs of hers. Okay, it is going to be a great race though, and the way it's set up with Majestic Simon in Barrier One, you know it's going to be a truly run affair. Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, you know, we had the DJA last week, and to be fair, the DJA is our flagship trotting event here in Queensland, but I don't think I've been more excited by a trotting race, the, you know, the pure square gate um, race here in Queensland ever as what I am this weekend. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What about the big one, the big grand circuit of race 7, the Tab Blacks of Fake Queensland Championship, King of Swing. It's his race to lose because he's got that inside gate. How do you see it? How do you play it from a punning perspective? Yeah, from a punning perspective, I think we just need to, to look away from King of Swing. To It really does look like he's across the line. And from gate one, nothing really there that's going to test him early. Um, and there's nothing then that really would want to come around and sort of give him the stink eye in the run. So from where he's drawn and the way it should play out, it, it should just be a case of uh, the king dictates. So from a punting perspective, um, can entertain place chance, uh, uh, place bets on turn it up and copy that. I think turn it up with his perfect trip in behind the speed. Uh, his run in the Sunshine Sprint was, was really good considering he had to do that early burn from gate seven to get across and copy that. You know, he's uh, he's going as good as ever. He's really thriving here in Queensland. He's, you know, only narrowly defeated in the Rising Sun. He won that race uh, at his first look at Queensland where he was in an absolutely... He, he was no chance of winning that race 150 metres from home, probably 100 metres from home. You say, oh, he's going to run into a place here. But um, he was basically turned at right angles and charged home over the top to win that race, did copy that. And then last week, the Sunshine Sprint, huge, huge effort to um, hold off King of Swing, who was obviously the run of the race. But at the same time, copy that, had to dig in and, and fight him off, and that he did. So... You know, place bet, even money to place for copy that, that's that's really good. I mean, you take, look at it this way, you take King of Swing out of the race, what price would you be getting copy that to win the race? And, mm. you know, you, you come up there, you, he's probably an even money chance to win that race. Well, you get an even money, uh, even money for him to run either second or third, that's that's pretty good bet. Yeah. What about expensive ego? He's uh, a little bit forgotten this week. Uh, he was the high horse leading into the rising sun. He's raced King of Swing previously, ran second to King of Swing in the Miracle Mile. He's got a second row draw, which doesn't help, but um, do you give him a, a solid top four chance? Yeah, I certainly think. I've 
give him also, he's probably one that I didn't mention in those three, and I actually have him in my uh, top four numbers in the selections that I've made for the race, Chris. I think, um, you know, we go back to his rising sun effort. Um, he drew the second line on that occasion, drew gate nine. Uh, Luke McCarthy made a mid-race move, got up outside the leader, and he was he was fighting on. He was probably a little bit spent by the end of it, but he was only beaten 1.7 metres officially in that race, the Rising Sun. So um, he then gave the 1-1 cover to copy that, who finished second in the race, just got past him in those latter stages. Probably a case where a similar scenario pans out here, where uh, expensive ego, mid-race move, get into the battle and um, probably gives that 1-1 trail to copy that. Um, he's going to be right in the, in the thick of it. If they walk through those earlier middle stages and um, Expensive Ego has been able to get up outside King of Swing without doing any work, well, he's going to be in there digging in for the fight as well as the others who have to actually then try and get around him if that's how the map plays out, which I think probably is the case. Okay, another interesting runner, uh, one of many in this race tomorrow night, is the mere Amazing Dream. She caused that boil over, if you could say that, in the rising sun. She was an odds-on favourite last week in the Group 1 Golden Girls, came up short. As we now know, she just doesn't seem to like racing against her own sex, against the girls, but she can produce the goods against the boys. Is she a knockout hope again here tomorrow night? Uh, she's probably... She'd have to run a career best to do so, I think, Chris. Um, you know, we, we've seen her. She's, she's won big races over in New Zealand over the longer journey. She's an Auckland Cup winner. Um, you know, she, she's done really well. She just hasn't really stepped up against her own sex. The longer the trip is certainly in her favour. She was over the mile last week where her stats aren't really all that good. Um, so the, the extra 1,000 metres of this race out to 13 furlongs is certainly in her favour. Just where she positions in the run from from that alley is is a big concern. I know that was their concern going into the rising sun, which which is why she was probably largely written off in that, you know, she was going to be too far back. Well, we saw her end up behind the leader. I can't, she's not going to end up in such a prominent position this time around. And from back in the pack, when they're probably going to be doing their, their best work in the closing stages, it's going to be hard for anything coming from a rearward position to, to get there. But she is a great mare. She's a million-dollar earner. Just another little query that I'll throw back to you on, Chris, and, and whether it does make any difference, she'll be having her fifth driver in her past five starts. Does that play any effect? Mm, yeah, it's, a, it's a fascinating stat, that one. So it's a great race. It's race number seven. That's the Group 1 uh, Grand Circuit feature, the Tab Blacks of Fake Queensland Championship. 8.14 is start time for that event. What about the Derby? I just spoke with Jared. Krug's now at $1.65. Are you surprised by that? Or do you think he's a clear top choice and that's still representing some sort of value? I have marked him on top. I haven't marked him... Um that short. I thought he'd be closer to an even money chance, maybe just a shade of odds on, but uh, Dizad is short in that field, uh, a capacity field over 2,600. Obviously, he does have the runs on the board um, to to warrant that, but geez, take nothing away from American Dealer, what's he, what he has been able to do in the past couple of weeks. Defeated the older horses in the Rising Sun Consolation, and then last week, his effort was huge. He was three wide the last lap, did all the work. Captain Crusader, very nice horse in his own right, had every 
uh, every right and every opportunity to just um, blitz him up the stretch. But American Dealer, you know, he's got little legs. They're probably littler than Pink Galar's little legs. He was he was right in there for the fight, and he was too strong. Is it a race into the derby between the two Kiwis? I think so. I think the winner either comes from from two American Dealer or ten Krug. Um, I have Mark Krug on top. I, I think it, it works out. He gets gets the win. In terms of a um, from a betting perspective, I don't want to be dipping my toe in at uh, at such a short quote. Okay. What about the Group One Queensland Oaks? Uh, how do you see that? Yeah, this is a really wide open race, Chris, and um, I've come back to, to putting going on off the map and, and thinking that Soho Broadway leads. I think Sporty Dancer gets that perfect trip. That was the same trip she was able to secure last week, although um, she did um, fire off the gate early and then take a trail on talent to spare in that southeast oaks, the the, uh, the, the general lead up to this oaks race. So she won't have to do that early work here bit of uh, commentary during the week will she get back to the inside will she um you know be able to to show her best sprint angling back into the passing lane well she was a passing lane winner at her first start here at albion park just over a month ago in that race um captain crusader finished second in that race um to be fair those that finished behind that probably haven't really gone on with it um but then she then went to the Redcliffe Oaks, where she was a beaten favourite, but uh, it all looks to point towards Sporty Dance from the map. Just one that I've have been having another little look at this race um, this morning, just with the map. Um, is there any way that we could entertain a fact that uh, a, a horse like Dance in the Sun could absolutely um, run the gate out there from gate seven just to get forward and, and perhaps throw these maps up in the air? Yeah, well, even yesterday when we spoke with Brett Coffey, uh, he was highlighting that moments like these has really good gate speed. Last week she was drawn the inside of the second row, so maybe with that front row draw they might be aggressive with her at the start. So there are a couple of different uh, you know scenarios that could unfold. It, it's a tricky race, the Oaks. Very tricky, and, and even though I've marked Sporty Dancer on top, and like I say, only basing that off, off the map that I think Soho Broadway does lead, Again, I, I don't. I can't see any value in in the price that she is at the moment. I think this is a wide open race. I think there's any one of probably six horses have genuine chances of winning the race. Okay, the Cubred Triad features for the two year olds races eight and nine. In a word, Cat King Cole, she wins easily. The Colts and Geldings. This this could be the highlight of the night in many ways. This is a really good lineup. Barrier draw is fascinating. Many winning chances. How do you break down this race? Yeah, it's uh, you've got an interesting driver engagement in Anthony Butt getting the drive on my ultimate Levi now. My ultimate Levi was first up from a spell and defeated the older horses. He's the favourite for the race. I don't know where he positions. He's got Future Assured to his outside, who's a, a go-forward type. Class to the max led throughout a few runs back. He's only had the four race starts. He led throughout in, in one of the features, the uh, APG features, uh, when he drew gate one at Albion Park. Um, straight, on the, straight on the bunny, and they never got past him. He ran 55-1 on that occasion. He, he had a bit of a break. He went round in the Breeders' uh, Classic, where he was midfield behind Danger Zone in that race 
had a spell, or not a spell, a, a freshen, come back with a trial. He's then um, finished well beaten, 22 metres at his next start behind, future assured. A little bit of a query on that form going into this race, but I think he leads. I think they need to uh, capitalise on that gate. That gives a perfect trip to danger zone. Teddy Disco, uh, he draws probably anywhere other than seven. You, you're entertaining him as probably very, very hard to beat. Probably still hard to beat from gate seven, but, you know, he's won four of his five career starts. A big test, though, from gate seven. So breaking all that down, I do think uh, Danger Zone can win the race. Um, it's another race here where this is wide open and I can entertain the winner coming from my ultimate Levi, uh, Teddy Disco, Danger Zone, even away we go. He was sectionally brilliant there last week. So any of those and a um, bit of a knockout runner, perhaps Speak the Truth can run on, run into some money if they go hard early. Yeah, it's a really good race, that one. Best bet tomorrow night. What have you come up with? It's strike early, race one, number four, crunch time. Loves the mile, loves to get out in front. Last time he drew the front to lead uh, was at Redcliffe. He's run 54-3 at Redcliffe, which is absolutely airborne. I think that's the second or third fastest ever 1780 ever run at Redcliffe. Um, I think he holds one of those as well. Uh, the start prior where he was last seen at Albion Park, he went round in 51 6 um, he runs anywhere near 51-6-52. He wins this race, and um, I think he's just out and run, and, and Ricky Alchin can be off to what hopefully would be a good night for him, but it might just soothe some of the pain of some of those bad barriers he's been slammed with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that, that's uh, tomorrow night. Ten races, the first getting underway at 5.15. Just another reminder, that quaddy pool, uh, there's a kicker of $50,000. Projected pool, $250,000. Well worth playing King of Swing goes around in race seven, which is the third leg. So it's a fairly easy one there to uh, to put number one in the, uh, in the column there for your tab quaddy ticket. Darren, it's been awesome work over the past couple of weeks. We're set for a huge finale tomorrow night of the Tab Constellations. Really appreciate your efforts and we'll see you trackside. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And just to mention that quaddy, Chris, I think if you played the first leg with American Dealer and Krug and, and like you mentioned, the, the third leg with just King of Swing, that leaves it nice and wide. You can play those um, second and fourth legs really wide and still be in with a really solid hope of a nice collect. Yeah, hopefully there's a horse like Gerardo's Delight of those sort of odds that might just uh, add a little bit more uh, sting to the uh, the Quaddy Divi. Yeah, that's certainly... Uh, it's happened once. It can certainly happen again. Exactly. Darren, like I said, we'll see you trackside tomorrow night. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it.